Troubles always been a part of a situation. So with diligence and heart, he faces each equation. Never one who would complain, nor let fear get in his way. He simply whispers into darkness, Father, hear me pray. And in the darkness, he found everything he wished possessed. A lonesome angel, child of Abel, queen of dispossess. Looking deep into her eyes, read her bittersweet of life. He knew her name before she spoke it. He said, Mirabelle. Replenished daily by the men and love they've come to share. She too in darkness reaps the fruits of that she wished possess. A heart and soul and mind to nurture in their humbleness. One who'd cultivate a dream, speak for those unheard and see. Child of the ghetto, transcendental child of Mirabel. Awash with soap, false hope, disintegration, culture lost and holy occupation, false Christianity swore to be the death of she, but in the lie she found the truth cause she was seeking heat, storms came and giants stood tall, hand to mouth but she weathered them all, nevertheless through tests came the solution, benefactor of her lessons and freedom, though she couldn't escape historical suction, her liberty of mind came to make introduction in action, a child who would bring into fashion, garments of a struggle and the rest of the faction, a seed sprout at the sound of the school bell, and no doubt, because of Mirabelle.
Welcome Karibu sana to Out the Booth podcast. My name is Eugene and today I am joined by 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 <laughs> by the music junkie. Wagwan. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did the R&B edition together sometime back. Mm-hmm. Then you called me back. Of course I had to call you back. Yeah. Come on. Some of the music I'm going to play here by the way. You uh-huh. know how did before like right now what did we just play? That was a um, Merab Mirabel by Don Gatia. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful yeah. song. Very beautiful actually. Yeah. Where did you get this song? Um I listened first listened to it on Afro Central and then I had it in this Kenyan movie that came out in 2018. It's called Supermodo. Dope movie. It was actually Kenya's official submission mm-hmm. to the Oscars 2019. Did it, did it win? No, it didn't win. But it has won a lot, more than 20 awards yeah. since it was released. As independent, uh, in this independent awards or the big awards? All kinds, even Riverwood Awards. Like all international, local, it's been screened in festivals. Like this was a movie that really changed the Kenyan film game. And Mirabelle was one of the songs in the film. Yeah, exactly. And if you're wondering why we are talking about film and music especially, well, this episode is going to be about those two issues, the film and the music industry in Kenya. And what exactly is all this industry talk about? Why are this industry suffering considering they're among the largest sources of entertainment when it comes to Kenyan entertainment scene. Yeah. You always think of Kenyan music and Kenyan films. The hashtag is hashtag OTBPodKE. Follow me at underscore Eugene Kim at OTBPodKE. Joy, where do they find you? At La Music Junkie. And I have a question. Mm-hmm. I always have questions. Why underscore Eugene? Why didn't you just go with go for it? You know, uh, <coughs> it's like that. Yeah, we are waiting. <laughs> Okay. I'm so underscore is part when it of comes name. to social media, there's like a policy they have. Whenever someone else has already taken the name, yeah. you get the second or this, you know, the the one that's available. Yeah. So yeah, you go for the one that's available. So mine, I thought, you know, why not make it unique? Because I wanted to have Eugene Kimani, the whole name. Yeah. But it wasn't there. So what I went for was oh. underscore Eugene Kim. So there are many Eugene Kimanis in the world. There's like so many Eugene <laughs> Kimanis, man. So many. That's why you always know me as the yellow mellow fellow Mr. Crooked Smile. Hey, Jacob, yeah. come through. Uh, say Mr. Cricket <laughs> Smile, Mr. Yellow Mellow Fellow Joy. Now that yeah. you've put me on the spot, what mm. you've been up to of late? Um, of late, of late, of late. Well, going around Nairobi, of course, events. Night crawler. Night crawling. <laughs> oh, I was at Africa Novo last weekend. Mm, how was that? Um, it was it was nice. It was definitely more chill than last year's. Less people, but the music was still dope. I remember Chief and the Marshals performed their Kenyan reggae band. They were the, actually the only reggae band that performed. And the one, oh, but had the band killed it? Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm sorry, but I think for the rest of the year, I'll just keep on talking about how the, how had the band killed Africa Nouveau. You and tell us. What they killed in in the sense of um, the set they played that day was totally different from anything they've played. So, you know, the way had the band are full of energy, yeah, like they when are. they're on stage. But on Saturday, they actually started slowly and soulful. Like you'd think they're an R&B band. Yeah. Or like they were going ballad style. It was so but unexpected. I you think know. that's the beauty of being a band that actually understands and loves the music you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Because now they can, they, they're session musicians, obviously, mm-hmm, all of them. Mm-hmm. They're songwriters, they're poets. They have all that to their 
name yeah. and they can do all that whenever they can and yeah. that's why when it comes to shows like that practice 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 they just let go and everyone gets to enjoy uh, it was it was amazing thing. like yeah they showed that soulful side that mm-hmm. ballad side and then they went now into the now the side that we all used to the energy and then every song sounded so unique even a song like mashisha yeah. it doesn't it didn't sound the way you hear it on the radio they really played with every song so you'd hear you'd be at reggae at one point the next time you're doing like a trap beat the next time you like doing pop like they just played with all the arrangements oh and then Ben Soul also got his moment to shine with Lucy yes definitely that song has been yes. doing a lot of rounds on me social media it's it's a dope jam so he's been doing it he's actually he finished his media tour i think a week ago mhm yes and I had I had a chance to interview him. He's very really. He is a very um. What can I say? Down to earth mm-hmm. and very open person mm-hmm. with his art, especially. I love the way he's experimental and he puts himself out there to find this artist to collaborate with them to write music. He's a songwriter. Yeah. He's a music director. Ah. He's a session musician. He's an instrumentalist. This guy almost does. Everything. Every yeah yeah it's it's time for him to shine for real. Definitely. He got signed to Soul Generation really, really nice. I mean I love I love the, the direction they're taking. He even started um he's been doing this challenge on Instagram, the Lucy challenge. Mm-hmm. So last week he invited like anyone to do a cover of his song and the person who got the most comments won 10k. And every all kinds of musicians participated. It was so nice. And then now he's doing a dance challenge. For Lucy still. Yes, so he's asking people to send to post and send videos of them dancing to Lucy and the one with the most comments get them no. gets the money. Speaking of social media, just show some love. Every single person who has downloaded, listened and commented on the app, all those kinds of people. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to OTB podcast. You know you can download the podcast from podcast.com and you can follow us at OTB podke. Get into the conversation. Yeah, Kenyan film and I music. I remember we said we'd get to watch Plan B. Did you watch it? Not yet. I kind of looking for someone to watch it with. <laughs> ah, okay. So uh, if you're listening yeah, out there. Let, let's recreate the Valentine's mood because it was released on Valentine's. So exactly. I'm exactly. looking for that person. But yeah. Yes, Amen. Atla Music Junkie. Yes. Slide in those DMs. Slide. So yeah, for me, the film was really nice. Uh-huh. It was a rom-com. Yeah, it looks like a rom-com. Yeah. Romantic comedy. Romantic comedy. It was really nice, though I feel like the script could use a bit more twists. work. A yeah. bit more twists. Yeah. It's a storyline I've seen so many times. Ah. It's been repeated over and over, and I think it could use a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, so when I watched that, I yeah. noticed a lot of the songs, they are Kenyan. That's mm, one thing for sure. Awesome. I'll, a lot of, I think even all the songs there are Kenyan. Nice. So and most of the songs are from Wangeshi. Uh-huh. Shout out to Wangeshi. Very good work. <laughs> very, very good work you're doing there promoting your own music. So now this got me thinking about film and music. The music that we use in film and how does that impact the film itself? Mm-hmm. And how does the film having this music impact the music itself? Which had me thinking film scores in Kenya, our film and music industries are at the best entertainment sources. Oh, okay. Some yeah, like yeah, we get entertained by films. Although we are not consuming as much, especially films. But I mean of late definitely there's been a rise in consumption and cuz I have been to so many film screenings, Kenyan film screenings 
in the past year like so many like it's amazing yeah because a few years ago you wouldn't know where to watch um katikati or supermodo mm. or rafiki I, they do the, the screenings i think they do the screenings uh some of them are done at alchemist yes uh, screenings done every at, every month every, every month, month yeah film screen there's at alchemist there's also some that go on at goeth there's also some that go on at uh, leon's prestige prestige also is very good like If you want to watch any Kenyan film, Prestige has it. Yeah, I've yeah. watched so many there. Speaking of, I've not watched as many Kenyan films as I'd like to. Yeah. But the music in films, mm. or rather in film terms, the film score. I like using film terms. Film terms okay. films or soundtracks. So soundtracks. Yes, those things are always amazing. So I was just thinking, why can't these two industries come together and, you know, work together to build something big out of them because mm-hmm. they are both suffering there's no need to have two suffering industries that can work together and yes build yes them. definitely i agree what can be done better that's the question i guess we'll, we'll find out we'll find out that's why time. we are here personally i feel that an industry should encourage collaborations like i said a lot a lot of collaborations and they should also be as an industry itself instead of people being all over the place trying to aim for you know getting your film recognized why don't all of you just come together form one body or maybe come together make one film mm. have a film school or something of the sort mm-hmm. that can be used as a means to promote your films yeah collaboration is definitely an answer to many of our problems mm. that's, so, that's for sure that's for sure so the next song this song is uh, afro simba it's called sanguinary Agen- i don't even <laughs> It's a it's a Mijikenda name because mm-hmm. Afro Simba so Afro Simba Mijikenda fusion band and that means they fuse like traditional Mijikenda music with things like rock jazz pop so they're making Mijikenda music sound new and fresh and I had this song in a, actually in a Kenyan film that was shot in Mombasa it's called Watatu and it's about you know the whole radicalization of young people to Al-Shabaab mm. and all these things so it's a movie about that and how normal people like just your family how your family can change the story so that you're not radicalized okay so yeah it's Afro Simba Sangirani Ajeni playing up for you on OTB podcast
Back to OTB Podcast. The hashtag is hashtag OTB Pod KE. You can follow us at underscore Eugene Kim at La Music Junkie, who is my co host today as we talk yeah, yeah. about Kenyan music and Kenyan films. Yeah. How many Kenyan films have you watched? A number. A number. <laughs> Quantifying. More, more than maybe, let's say 10. 
about 10 yeah an estimate of 10 and that's but that's the past year that tells you a lot <laughs> about how many films are out there if you, in one year you can watch 10 films which i'm sure people watch more mm, foreign films mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a day I know. Or oh, every week, people at IMAX watching. I don't know. Aqu- no, Aquaman is a good movie. By the way, let me not trash it. But yeah, <laughs> I've been on the hunt and I've found them. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, Alchemist. So they have a movie night every Tuesday, but but they show movies from all around the world. But every one one Tuesday of the month, they show a Kenyan film. So that's why I watched uh, Watatu, which is a Kenyan film shot in the coast. Yeah, about the radicalization. I also watched Subira, shot in Lamu, by the way. Subira is the one with Sipi uh, Chatha. Um, yeah, is the one produced. Subira, the one with the, la- the lady who goes for swimming. Yes, yes. Uh, ah, what's her Brenda name? Wairimo. Brenda Wairimo. Yeah, yes, that's yeah, the yeah. movie. Very nice. It was also showing at Prestige Plaza some a while back. I've watched Katikati. I watched Katikati on iflix but i know it's also on showmax but hey that movie by the you guy if you've not watched that movie just go watch it it is surreal it's so it's about like the afterlife and katikati is a place where when you die everyone goes there it's like a waiting room exactly it's a waiting room for dead people and it's so it's so brilliantly done even the storyline you say you know they said plan b has like you could tell what would happen Mm. you don't know what happens you never know what happens in katikati until it happens Movie recommendations from the music junkie herself. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there are, many, there are many. If you just look out for them, you'll see them. You'll definitely see them. You just talked about looking out for these movies. And you know, when you're looking out for any movie, mm. you always have your movie guy. You go to Palem Tani, Unenatuna Muliza, check it. Latest movies out, Shika Flash, Nyeke movie. Do you do that? <clears throat> I stream. <laughs> <laughs> Shika Flash, Nyeke movie and all that. But yeah. where do you find like Kenyan films? The access to Kenyan films is very limited. True, that's true. Because as far as I know, the best place to find Kenyan films for me is Showmax. Okay. Which is 250 shillings for three months off. Showmax. <laughs> Come on, Naskiza. But it's very, Showmax is very affordable. Yeah, 250 shillings for three months. And there are so many Kenyan movies there. I checked. There's even one called Neophobia which I remember I, sh- I saw it at Alchemist. Yeah, like they have, if you even South, they have South, some really nice South African films. Exactly, exactly. So the thing is, you go hunting for these movies, mm-hmm. but do these movie people, the ones who produce these movies, the marketers for these movies, the actors themselves, how much effort do they put into promoting this film so that people can actually know about mm-hmm. it? Because, you know, for anything to grow, for anything to be out there, to be public knowledge and for the public to actually go and enjoy it, there has to be good promotion, be yeah. good public knowledge about this thing. But when it comes to Kenyan films, if I was to ask anyone in this room, by the way, we are joined by Neymar, who is a fan of OTB. Bukachi is also here, playing. <laughs> and culture. we are recording at For the Culture Studios, as always. As always. And for me, for the podcast, mm. I always make it, I, I, I make an effort to promote this podcast as much as possible. But for Kenyan films, I'm thinking the trailers are only available in YouTube and it's like, if you know, you know. Which raises the question, how accessible do these people make their films? Well, I feel like they did really good marketing with Plan B because everyone knew Plan B. You know, mm. they did social media. I knew about it there. And then they showed it on, was it NTV? Yeah, the trend. And then the they trend. put it on YouTube. So I feel like they did really well with Plan B because even my bro who doesn't know Kenyan movies knew Plan B is, yeah. is there. So I think also maybe collaborating with mainstream media can definitely help with promotion, Um, putting it on YouTube. I hope... 
through putting it on YouTube, they are making some money. There's also a film festival by the called Nairobi Film Festival. Have you heard of it? Nairobi Film Festival, I have. So they've done two editions now. It's an event, like a week-long event, where you just go and watch African independent films. And that's, I remember that's why I watched Supermodo, I watched Watu Wote. So that's also something, you just have to be on the radar. If you are like, like Nairobi, I really recommend Nairobi Film Festival and I can't wait for them to come back. So, and the thing with that is you get to experience the movie with other people. Kenya cinema was um, revamped. It was? Yeah, into Nairobi Film Cinema. Nairobi <gasps> Film something. All right. Well, uh, yeah, there was, I saw it on, Ch- I was watching Churchill this Sunday mm. and they were, they did it there. I think it'll be doing it from there. So okay. it looks like a nice location. Has uh, the normal, uh, what can I say, amphitheater kind of look with okay. the seats uh, yeah. sloping down towards the stage. Nice. So it's, it looks really nice. So I hope that is used as a means to, you know, promote these films because now people when it comes to access for films when it comes to marketing films i'm looking i'm comparing you with hollywood films because it's inevitable Mm -hmm. they're the ones who we always compare everything and i know comparisons are not good but you have to understand when something is working you have to look at it in a way how can it work for you for us yeah so as kenyans i think we should think about kenyan films as hollywood people think about their films there's a whole culture of film and music around Hollywood. And the reason we are talking about film and music is because like this song we just played right here was in a Kenyan film. Mm-hmm. So if this uh, artists uh, who made the song and the film makers themselves, the actors themselves came together, maybe they created a hashtag or created a brand that they could use to sell to investors and pull investors in. Because now the thing I always hear with these people, whenever someone is promoted to do something outside there or wants to do something even here locally, we don't have funds, we don't have investors, policies are bad. But I think the thing about investors and policy is you have to have something tangible for them to come and invest in. No one will invest in an idea before they can see the idea can work. So filmmakers and everyone else, please think about that. Think about that a lot. And attracting investors is really easy. I mean, we have big brands like Safaricom, EABL, Sportpesa, Brookside, Broadways. Yes, <laughs> Broadways. I said Broadways. This, the simple things that you use, there's daily things that you use that are out there and they are big brands, but no one seems to pay attention to them. And that's where the money in film is. It's those small daily brands that you use. Think of Umoja, the slippers. I'm talking about the slippers. The Think slippers called Umoja. Stika Maziko. <laughs> Me, I don't know. I only know butter. Sorry, I'm not plugging anyone. But I only know butter <laughs> slippers. Yeah, butter is also another brand. <laughs> yeah. Like you can collaborate with these brands in such a way they come into the industry, the entertainment industry, because this industry was once valued in 2016 to be worth 200 billion can you imagine that in kenya the kenyan entertainment scene was valued at 200 billion that was in 2016 that's crazy and by 2018 it was estimated to have amounted to 347 billion Mm. and yet every single time an actor or an artist dies they are broke Mm. where does this money go questions so (laughs) many questions and so many answers that we are yet to find out. But as OTB, what we aim to do is to create the attention for this film. So like we've said, you can find Kenyan films on Showmax. You can find them on YouTube. That's the trailers. You can also go and check out Viusasa. Imiongelea Viusasa, everyone here was like, eh! <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't be talking about Viusasa. <laughs> I don't but it's, it. it's a local platform. So yeah, it's local platform. Local Let's content. So. Promote local content. Speaking of local content. Next song we're about to play for you right now on OTB podcast is called How Long 
by ukweli and kiwango these two are part of ee wave ee wave well kiwango isn't really part of ee wave but you know the no nairobi people man yeah no nairobi right here yeah joy is all about afrofusion yeah like yeah afro simba my people my and the big sky makadem fadili all of them <laughs> and i am all about everything that's new so yeah how long ukweli featuring kiwango on otb podcast How long will it take you? I'm patiently waiting But my heart is aching Just talk to me, baby How long will it take you? I'm patiently waiting My heart is aching Talk to me, baby So many days You've been away I fix the frame Bet that we broke Mama now this only meaning to rule in a CG meaning one be I'm honestly just looking for a partner that's alive
mad people. <laughs> Madness is good for you, by the way. So Be you mad. introduce the project. Yeah, see how long by Ukweli Fade featuring Kiwango. Why did you pick this song, by the way? I love this song. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice. It's laid back. If this song was in a film, mm-hmm. I believe it will do really, really well. Because I can just see this scene, Ukweli and Kiwango in there. Mm-hmm. So I know Ukweli and Kiwango are getting a check from there. So I know Kenyan music <laughs> is yes, going from there. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely, like the way Karun's, you heard about Karun's song was featured in a, an American series. No shit. Yeah. Which one? Um, it's a song actually from her first album, Sun and Moon, released in 2014, like four year, five years ago. And then it was just recently picked to feature in an episode of The Resident. Yeah, so you So see. she's making her money and she's making money also from Roses. Speaking of, Roses has 500,000 streams. Yeah. Music is money. Just You just have to put it in the right places, put it in films, put it on Spotify, do a good job and you'll get you'll get your returns. Make good music. Mm. <laughs> Really, he so said yeah, that? he did. He okay. did. Yeah, he was flo- shots fired. Yeah, always flexes on the ground, man. Okay. I do not know how I know about Otile Brown, <laughs> but yeah, he's always K E. Otile is always flexing on the ground, and you know his music is always good. Yeah. But like I said, this song is part of New Nairobi. Mm-hmm. It's part of that New Nairobi wave, and New Nairobi have done a really good job with promoting their art and promoting. Whatever it is they do, whether it's art, whether it's shows, they are always pushing an agenda for listen to our music, listen, see our art, buy mm-hmm. our stuff. Because now if you think about like you just said, you came from African Nouveau Festival. Pretty sure most of the artists there are from the new Nairobi. Um, yeah, definitely. And, def- and even the fa- they, are, they killed it fashion wise. I remember seeing Bongo Sawa, African Prince. Like, so yeah, they are definitely expressing themselves. Exactly. New Nairobi is all about expression. It's all about appreciating what we have in Kenya and fusing it with what is available out there. Which is brings me to another issue. Why doesn't New Nairobi collaborate with new filmmakers and use YouTube, social media and other online platforms to grow the film industry? or rather to grow the entertainment scene in Kenya. I feel like that would be a very viable way to promote our own. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, I mean, and Nairobi is all about collaboration, like filmmakers, photographers, musicians, everyone's just working together. And I've, I've seen a bit of that, that collaboration. For example, I know there's Raw Films. The Raw Filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, Raw yeah. Filmmaker. Um, he shot um, a short film for Ruby, sorry, Ruby. <laughs> ah, the most the confusing name in music. <laughs> I know, right? She she rebranded to Ruby. Um, yeah, she's a very soulful R&B singer, and so they did this short film teasing her new EP called Hey There. And man, you guy, that film is far. Yeah, amazing. Well um, edited. Her friend Natasha Ayo works on her videos. Amazing. Like, like that's a film you want to watch. It's like, what? I think 10 minutes, but it's something you want to watch. It's, yeah, cinematic, as you say. 10 minutes, and it's actually worth it. I was doing some research on Kenyan films, mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the best marketed films out of Kenya is a film that was shot in 1985. It wasn't even about Kenya. It wasn't even... Featuring Kenyans, it was just shot in Kenya. That is out of Africa, and it's one of the best marketed films, which got me thinking. A film all the way in 1985. Like, what have we been doing for the last 34, 
34 years yeah. what have we been doing we've just been playing around so i went and did a little bit background checks and apparently the problems are all the same that you have with every single performer it's always poor policies it's always there's no funding it's always there's no support from the people like there's always a reason behind it which personally i don't understand because if you want to make something you'll find always to make it work but i understand sometimes you can't just fight the government the government is always kind of in your way so social media and films i mean as you said social me- i mean social media now enables you to know about something which is far away from you so for example i know about a ugandan film and i'm not even ugandan or live in uganda it's called hulu mm. it's about um like harassment of women in public transport. So yeah, social media really helps movies get out there. I mean Rafiki, we knew about Rafiki even before it came. I mean even before we saw it because of social media. So it's doing its job and um, as you said collaboration. I remember for example Modoni Drama Queen, even before Plan B was released, she actually shouted it out. That's how I knew there was a movie that was going to drop on Valentine's Day. So yeah, just helping each other collaborate in spreading the word even getting influencers to talk about your film and but now i feel like things are getting better we'll definitely like rafiki i mean went all the way to can festival man So quality influencers would be really nice if we had a celebrity culture but how do you create a celebrity culture in a country that does not necessarily embrace celebrities Well I don't think we it's not that we don't because I mean if Mr Easy comes here we all freak out Oh sorry. I think I should <laughs> I think I should rephrase that does not necessarily embrace local celebrities I think think the reason why people are celebs is because they're doing dope shit and people know that they're doing dope shit so so I feel like if Kenyans if more people knew about this dope shit that's been done this guys would start it starts with appreciation and then and it doesn't even they don't really have to be at celebs at we see them and we start screaming or but just that appreciation is enough for any artist just that you'll go that when they say they have a movie you show up and after the movie you go and talk to them and be like yo i liked your stuff like i think that's all artists need artists don't need the whole hula bolu which is nice because it comes with its perks and also its downsides but they just need to be appreciated they just need us to c- consume their content and tell them what we think if it's good we share it so yeah i think that's how i think that's how you kind of build a celebrity culture by consuming and appreciating you said something about people not shouting when they see celebrities mm. but you know celebrity comes from the word celebrate aha uh-huh, so exactly if, if i if, if you're a celebrity at least you have to have some people who at least go crazy when they see you. not necessarily go crazy. <laughs> and they i have like hat hat the band make me go crazy so i am so yeah go crazy is actually yeah. <laughs> so people who I celebrate them go crazy when they see you uh-huh. and through this i think for you to become a celebrity there's a few things you have to have you have to have a good following you have to have a good lifestyle living in yourself mm-hmm. but you see when it comes to our lovely our beloved country there's always a few things kenyans are always so quick to cancel somebody mm-hmm. it's so quick either we the sh- we have the shortest attention spans or we just don't really care about the lifestyles of these people 
because these people live off entertaining us live off maybe giving us good music but as soon as they are inside a certain drama we are all over there bashing them mm-hmm. and through this bashing this guys lose a, lot, a number of deals yeah. they lose the connections they have out there and all that kind of shit just goes out the window for them but a celebrity culture would be something very important in this country which is a few celebrities we have maybe radio presenters maybe tv personalities and you know these guys their careers are always can i say time bound because mm-hmm. they're always there for like a, a while while they are still hot and then at some point they switch to something else look at the trend with larry sorry i just have to mention the trend with larry as soon as larry left the country the converse uh, people slowly began drifting away from the trend yeah and also drifting away from what's going on in larry's life so celebrity culture is a very questionable thing and celebrity culture can also be built through films because the more i see a guy in a film the more i see a lady in a film is the more i get to recognize them think of tahidi high and all the actors on tahidi high some of them sarah hassan and I yeah this this guy is from tahidi high are all over in other films they're yeah. making moves in other places even brenda is everywhere exactly Nick Mutuma. yeah so yeah the more they are seen the more we we, we are like yeah i know that guy mm-hmm. slowly they become celebs yeah good promotion like you market yourself in such a way that you become bigger than yourself that's the whole idea so with that said i think we should go on to the next song this yeah. is yours Yes. So speaking of Modoni drama queen, she released Suzy Noma from Hashi album and it was also featured in the Rafiki movie soundtrack. So yeah, we have to play it on OTB because today it's all about Kenyan film and Kenyan music. Definitely. Remember at OTB podcast, at underscore Eugene Kim, at La Music Junkie. That's where you find us. Talk yes. to us. Tell us what you think of the show. The hashtag is hashtag OTB podcast. <laughs> Sing at the corner, me and Susie know We ain't got no worries, we are looking like the owners Sipping on Coronas, looking at the phone All them pretty boys, come and tell us how they want Mambo ni kungoja, haki utangoja Sinaga my time, saku witi na biota Planning how we want, think over the walks Riding on the drums, on the clap, on the bass goes Shake it down, shake it down
Okay, welcome Karibu sana back to OTB podcast. Hashtag #OTB podcast at OTB podke at la music junkie. Woo-hoo. At underscore Eugene Kim recording this at For the Culture Studios. That song you just heard was Suzy Noma by MDQ Mozondi Drama Queen. The lady who is responsible for blankets and wines. Africa Novo, a lot of dope shit in Nairobi, by the way. But she's been a pioneer in a lot of things, which mm. is awesome. Mm. But why did you why did you choose this song? Well, because first of all, it's a dope jam. <laughs> it's it's very upbeat. It's it's a party jam. I remember when this song chucked, everyone was going crazy about it. And um, yeah, because it's part of Rafiki, and it's about it's just Suzunoma is just about chicks, about ladies being friends and being supporting each other, which is kind of what was happening in Rafiki film. Um, yeah, I mean, it was about two mummies who are kind of from different families on different political sides, like both of their fathers were vying for the same seat. Mm. But these two chicks, um, Ziki and Kenna, became friends and of course drama happened (laughs) yeah so and and the film actually is fully the soundtrack is fully female all the songs are by women and all all but one are kenyan songs you hear that people rafiki but do you think you can find rafiki on showmax is it? Like it's available. By the way, I don't know. Tell me somewhere you can buy Kenyan films. Is are they available at Yaya Center? Because I know Yaya Center has a large uh, catalog of Kenyan content. Mm, I've not Terms seen music. Maybe, but I, I I can't really confirm. But one place I know they sell is WLL, the world's loudest library. It's a store. It's a really it's like a small store in Alchemist where they sell comic books. They sell vinyl records they sell badges like the buttons you know like the one i had on today and yeah they've also i remember i saw nairobi half-life on dvd being sold over there yeah yeah this is another thing we have to have like a source somewhere you can a sure place you can go and find all kenyan films yeah but the problem is like i remember uh likarion wainaina the director of supermodo said he would he doesn't want to release his like a physical copy because of pirating. Kenya is big in pirating. Yeah, so it's 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 also it's you a know hindrance. people that's why they are I think one of the reasons why they are hesitant to go that way. So online, I mean online you can't pirate or can you? Streaming, I don't think you can pirate us. Sure. Oh, it's not ha- it's harder than if you if someone bought a CD because if someone buys a CD you just copy yeah or whatever yeah this film rafiki it had a, it caused a lot of trouble by the way is it the film that caused a lot of trouble or is it the 
body responsible for film the cost show KFCB KFCB They actually had banned it for a while Yeah imagine But you know you cannot stop reggae it's You so cannot stop reggae <laughs> and Kenyan film man. Exactly so this film as much as they banned it it went on ahead to garner a lot of attention outside the country which eventually led to them lifting the ban for 3 days for 7 days 7 days Yeah and it aired people went to watch it Hey we watched it you guy I remember I, I went on a Tuesday and the cinema was full and that's how you know you have the hey, content out there. it was dope it was dope yeah it caused a lot of trouble in kfc but kfcb has been causing a lot of trouble the type of uh, regulations they've put up for filmmakers and even for creatives themselves mm-hmm. have been causing a lot of contention between the two bodies the creatives and the body itself yeah so like if you imagine for film for, for every day for every single day of filming i think you pay a thousand for every single day really yeah Why are you paying and what the Really? As in the person filming is already paying the cast is doing equipment and then you want them to pay again just for filming in their own country for every single day ah. not just for yeah so That's and then crazy. there's also the this were issues that were raised last year and then there's also the issue of locations film locations in Kenya they're not okay Kenya has very few scenic locations True. but to access these locations mm. is a really big trouble it like you have to pay certain of their regulations you can't film from here to here mm. all these kind of things limiting people from actually going out there and expressing themselves in the terms of film well well last you look at other countries and you can just go film in any place as long as there's a scenic grounding and you have permission and you have permission and yeah. the government supports you mm. speaking of government support one of the best locations um no i think we'll talk about this later no you can talk about it now no the alternative okay the alternative for kenya as a film location became south africa Be- and tanzania also has also become has of late become another film location that people use the reason is south africa when it comes to entertainment they have a South Africa have very good policy when it comes to entertainment. Like they have this thing called a tax rebate where if you if your film or if your yeah, if your film doesn't make as much money as it was aimed to make, you get a 35% tax rebate. That's tax wow. rebate is actually a tax refund. So that happens at the end of the year you get a tax refund for if your money if your film didn't make as much money as you thought it would. Yeah, there's wow. much profits as mm. it was expected to make. You can read all about this online. Which actually, I think I'm moving to South Africa. <laughs> they have a very good entertainment policy. Well, you can you can move there and just, land, just for a while, just and then land. come no back point. and help us. Because I mean, even them, I'm sure it wasn't always perfect, but they learned from somebody and then they incorporated it. So I, there's it's not touchy. There's we can't lose hope in our Kenya just because things are not working. We have to find. We are the people to find those solutions and implement. I mean, look at Modoni, drama queen. She's the one who decided to do blankets, to do African Nouveau, to put on Kenyan artists. No one else. You know it was a problem she had and she didn't run away cuz at it to go live in I don't know South Africa or Switzerland because it wasn't working out she actually did her research did something and now look at it so anyway your story but I'm, no, all I'm saying no, is you can go good. yeah you can go learn from other people what they are doing and what works and then come implement here make a name for yourself <laughs> you know make a name for the industry make, make a name for the yeah promote the country out there because mm-hmm. if you listen to like some of the the things that KFCB says when whenever someone asks for um funding to make a film they always say that they don't do funding just weird 
So what do they do? They just police films. They just police and, and say you should not and ban in films. Yeah, that's apparently all they Jesus they Christ doing. They do not give out lack of grants from KFCB and also there's also another body called um, Kenya Film Commission. It was started in KFC Kenya Film Commission. So up next, what song are we playing? One of the best movie soundtracks in the world. The most sampled Kenyan songs. Yes, it is. Wa- beautiful song. It was released even before I, w- I was born. And that song still is like, when even when I hear it today, I'm like, oh my God. I bet everyone can hum along or yes. sing along to the tune to this song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Classic. Kenyan classic. Ayubogada, the legend. Kothbiro.
listening to Ayubogada Koth Bureau on mm. OTB podcast we are talking about film and music yeah and wow as in i'm so as in that song has failed for days i mean i'm like kwanza so so ayub of course he died um february 1st of this year and um on the 27th of the same month there was a tribute concert for him here in Nairobi. Mm. I invited you and then you just ringed but it's okay. So <laughs> But anyway, what, I, what I'm trying to say is they actually um Makadem, mm. Makadem the Benga legend also. Living legend by the guys. Living legend, celebrate your legends while well, they are well, still, still alive. Mm. So anyway, Makadem performed Kothbiro live and it was amazing. It was just as beautiful as this like you'd think because someone else performs it at it will lose its magic but it was still but it does lose its magic when someone else performs it yeah but i'm sure makadem did a good job because yeah. Mark, you know i understand when you say makadem did a good job because mm. makadem was or is part of the kenyan music culture and mm-hmm. he was actually very close to ayub mm. so he has and also the music he does is almost closely related to the one ayub and does. he plays the nyatiti as well plays the nyatiti so you see all those factors bring in the fact that he does a good job with the song. Yeah. If you check this song on YouTube, there are so many versions and none of them, none, not even one comes mm. close to this original version mm, because mm. Ayubogada was a master of the Nyatiti, a master of his craft, a master of the music. And he put his whole soul in it. I think that's why Kothbiro speaks to us. It's it's so soulful. Mm. Like This you song know, was actually chose you chose this song because it was on Constant Gardener. Right? Yeah, it's it's it was part of a, a film called Constant Gardener. That was uh, 2005. Mm. And but it's a it's a British film about 
a guy, a widower who comes to Kenya to to solve the mystery of how his wife died. But yeah, it was shot in Kenya. Um, it's one of the reasons why that song is popular because you know when you hear a song in a film and it's as beautiful as Kothbiro, you want to find out, hey, who did this song and where are they? Mm. So yeah, Constant Gardener was one of the songs, one of the things that made Kothbiro popular. Yeah, and Ayub has a very uh, interesting story mm-hmm. because Ayub says, said that for every song that he plays, he gives us a part of him. Mm-hmm. So, as he passed on, I believe I could not be saddened by his death. Mm. As much as we lost a very valuable, a very talented, a very large contributor to the Kenyan music industry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and someone who's been across the world, I know to shows everywhere, world touring man. But locally, very few times is he played on radio, which was the argument that was being had. When he passed on, yeah. When he passed on, he had already. Pro- I think he had already produced his last album, and he was about to go on a tour. 